0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number six of The Narrative. I'm your host, Jeff Gallet. I'm so happy that you found the podcast. If this is your first listen, I encourage you to subscribe. I find storytelling interesting, and I find the storytellers themselves fascinating. So the idea behind this podcast is to meet people who are great storytellers and to get to know them. Sam Mitchell is a podcaster. Sam Mitchell is an entrepreneur. Sam Mitchell is 18 years old and just graduated from high school. Sam Mitchell is autistic. Sam was diagnosed with autism at four years old. For this episode, Sam and his mom, Gina, joined me to discuss his journey. Sam runs his own podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls. It has grown and has become very successful. Sam has a mission to take the stigma off of autism and show people that he is not broken. Sam's not ashamed. His podcast is helping him change the world just a little bit at a time. At the end of the day, Sam wants to be the voice of those who don't have one. Sam's story is fascinating. So Sam, welcome to the narrative. Yeah, thank you for having me. Good to be here. And who do we have here with you? We have mother.
1: We have my mama. Editor, number one mom.
0: Oh, great.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm Gina. Um, I'm Sam's mom, and I do all of the. You know, Sam is the personality of the podcast, and I do most of the most of the networking, marketing, um, all the finances. It's a it's a two team two team business and podcast. So yeah, that's what I do.
0: <laughs> that's great. So just help me and the listeners understand. We'll go through your story a little bit before we dig into some of the things that you do today and the and the background of your business and your podcast and things. Okay. So hi, I'm
1: Sam Mitchell. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I am graduated high school recently. And yes, I do run a podcast and it's a media company and, and it's an entrepreneurship career now. It's called Autism Rocks and Rolls. And it's not autism. It's how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. And I've done that since October, 2019. I have over 4,000 downloads, and 271 followers. Some things to do for fun is enjoy the great outdoors and write.
0: Great. So when I first um, started doing some research and looking at, at what you were doing, and list, I listened to a few of your pods. Which ones? Um, I listened to the most recent one where you had the guy from, um, and I'm gonna, I don't have the name right in front of me, but the guy who has the heavy metal pod who has cerebral palsy.
1: James. James Cox. James. When words that one just came out today.
0: Yeah, I listened to that this morning, and I listened to the one from a few weeks ago um, where you were sick and you were talking about what it means to recover from illness and how it's different for somebody with a disability. And I want to touch I was on that sick, here. Sick, but I was—I felt like I was about ready to get sick. Honestly, I just recovered. It was yeah. like
1: an anxiety. Yeah, it was sick, anxiety.
0: Yeah. And I want to touch on that later if we can. So, um, what I would love to do is you know, just walk it through for, for my listeners, much like me. I I told you and your mom when we started that I, you know, I have don't, I have very limited exposure to people with autism or people on the spectrum. Um, and most of my listeners probably don't except what we see or hear on television. And I would just love, you know, what, what's that been for you? You were diagnosed at a young age, you're 18 now, what's been that journey for you? And and my first question I was going to ask was, how is it different? And then I thought about it and thought, well, that's a dumb question because this is all you really have ever known. So I don't know that you know how it's different, but I, I would love to hear from your perspective. what does it meant to grow up in, uh, as an autistic individual?
1: Well, to... well I, it means that I do think differently. So you're not wrong there. I see the world in a little different way. I tend to do stuff that others wouldn't do. I tend to watch a TV series maybe or a, one episode over 40 times and still enjoy it like jackass that's a good example (laughs) i mean i mean it's an example i mean i want to rent that again um yeah i I couldn't think of another thing
2: oh yeah you've watched that several times that's for sure (laughs) and um go ahead
0: and when you watch it over and over again i mean i'm like most people we all have favorite movies and things and there's plenty of them that i've watched over and over again um is it a new experience for you when you watch them again? I mean, do you remember the entire movie? I mean, obviously, you enjoy it and you keep going back to it. But how is that different than me enjoying a movie and going back to it once in a while? Do you think, for just from your perspective? Well, let me ask you: How many times have you gone back to watch a movie,
1: like twice, and you can't, you don't have to think about twenty-four-seven?
0: Oh yeah, I, you know, I probably the, the movie that I've watched the most, I probably watched ten times or less. In in and I'm a lot older than you, so. In a lot longer life.
1: Yeah. I, so basically, except it's like that, but I'll watch it 40 times over and over and over
0: and over and over again. So I drive my parents insane.
1: And it's not just with that. It's with any other TV series and movies. I'm not the biggest movie guy in the world. I'm more of a TV series guy. Mm-hmm. So some I don't buy a lot of like Amazon stuff unless i like, okay, we're getting tired of this because I'll just rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. But just, and so I get to reload the experience.
2: But okay. just to kind of chime in here with, quite, yeah, for sure. With repetitiveness, with, that's kind of like, um, that's an autistic behavior is uh, routine. And, um, you know, being, a lot of people say that people on the spectrum are obsessed and I guess you could look at it that way. but And I used to look at it that way when Sam was growing up. I would be like, oh, you know, Sam is obsessed with this. But as he got older and I understood autism more and, you know, we kind of developed our own thinking about autism. Um, I don't really call it an obsession. You know, if somebody watches a movie 40 times or if if someone on the spectrum is doing things over and over again, I, I honestly think there's something there that could be turned into a skill mm-hmm. and then a skill could be turned into a job and um, something that they pursue in college so with that's just the way i see and it. i have an example with yeah, that
1: i've mean, been watching like, a lot of detective shows recently like it's one of the small ones um what if we put someone on a spectrum who's a detective do you not know how much cases would be solved because mm-hmm. of his autism because of his attention to detail, mm-hmm. I bet he would solve almost all of his cases with an exception of one or two. Mm-hmm. That's I what ag- I believe. I
2: agree. Or um, cooking.
1: What about cooking? You gotta have, yeah, I know your basis of that. Right. You'll get exactly a half cup of flour.
2: Right. Well, there's, um, and I, I, I'm sure it's still going on, but a few years ago, you know, companies like Amazon and um, these huge um, companies were purposely hiring people on the spectrum because they, wanted people that paid attention to detail and didn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they made a mistake, it upset them and Mm -hmm. they would want to fix it. Um, So that's awesome. But then on the flip side of that, almost 70% of people on the autism spectrum have a really hard time finding a job and keeping a job. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem because most people that are on the spectrum are very very intelligent sometimes beyond intelligent mm-hmm. and have extremely high iqs and um you know are geniuses in what they want to be geniuses in so that's a real that's really sad to me that that's happening and and i don't know why i mean i there's probably lots of different reasons why but
0: one of the things you said in the pod that i listened to this morning sam was you were talking with your guest and you were talking about music and how music he listens to music before coming on the show because it gives him a, a grounding or a, a moment for it. And you mentioned that you do the same thing sometimes, and for you that it was a that, that you suffer from social anxiety, which a lot of people do, not just people with autism, but I was curious. I mean, do you think that Gina that that's one of the reasons that sometimes people have trouble? getting employed later is because they're just they're not comfortable around people or they have a social anxiety that makes it difficult for them to interview or get across the depth of their intelligence and the attention to detail because they're uncomfortable in the environment and the person at the hiring end doesn't know how to approach it or address
2: it. Well, yeah, I do. I think that that definitely is an issue. Um, because people that are on the autism spectrum definitely do have a hard time communicating. Sometimes, you know, you have this thing called expressive language and receptive language. And most people that have autism are fine expressing themselves.
1: Look at me. I'll tell you straight up I'm, this is a bad example. If I'm pissed, I'm pissed. <laughs> so,
2: well, and he, but he's very, very, he's always been very expressive. That's never been an issue, but receptive language is how they're receiving things and processing and then the output. And that is what sometimes will come across to someone, and they may say, Okay, like that's not how we communicate here. Um, but I think on the flip side, I think it's society not giving people a chance. Yeah. I don't think it's only people that are on the spectrum that just aren't fitting in. I don't think society allows them to fit in mm-hmm. because there's this mold of normal. Right. And that pisses me off because there's, there should be no, there's not a normal. Right. I mean, who's to say that Sam's normal and we're not
1: right. Right.
2: I mean, or we all are just who we are. So I think there's lots of reasons, but I think those are the two biggest ones.
0: So you just graduated high school. Um, what's schooling been like? Has that, has that, have you gone through, have you been in special education classes? Have you been in, in, non-special education classes how's how has that process of that attention to detail and that thinking combined with some of the social anxieties and other things layered into a school career for you well
1: before we answer before you said it was an interview it really wasn't an interview it was actually what i call a crossover because my friend the cerebral policy guy Mm -hmm. he also has a podcast so we decided to start like a like a regular interview we do A like crossover with Autism, Rocks and Rolls, and his podcast, which is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks. So I just want to clarify that before I Which by the way, I thought
0: thought when I saw that that's a great title. Now that you repeat it and I and I remember it, I think that is such a great title for a podcast.
1: Thank you. But um, to answer your question earlier with social anxiety and making like a career, yeah, it's always been there. It's been with me since kindergarten. Always a hundred bucks, but I've always been there. So but the way I cope with it is the more older I got, the less I cared, and not caring what people think of me. And to this day, I still don't. Like even mom, I'm sorry. It's a, even, I don't even care what my own mother thinks of me sometimes. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's really true. I mean, I care to an extent. Let me, let me. I'm not like like the bad kid who's like, you know.
2: He's not disrespectful. No, 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 no. Like he's he. I mean he's been raised to be respectful and he doesn't want to be yeah
1: so so if i'm like mom i don't agree with you eh, then yeah i'll probably be like oh crap sorry about that but you know i'll be like okay i'm i apologize for this but i really don't care right now at that moment what, what you think but i'm still gonna do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of the way how i approach it
0: yeah and and going back to school when you with the question about school like you did you have a in your, in your schooling thus far, has it been a normal schooling? Has it been a, or normal schooling from my perspective, or, or has it been schooling with a, of, with special education classes or a combination or how has that gone for you? What has schooling been like for you?
1: Sure. So it's, it's definitely, I want it's not special. And I don't do that. I don't think I was meant to be there personally, mm-hmm. but I do go to school like a typical day. It's like an average day in the office, but with resources that are accompanied to me with, I get a learning resource room that I get that I'm honored to have. Believe me, I can have speech therapy with one of the greatest speech therapists of all. Um, I get to have extra time on tests is a big one mm-hmm. read to you. and read to me every once in a while. if I Or like questions that I, I need to pay attention on. Cause that's where I've learned. Like, Typically what I'll do on a test is I'll go like through the ones that I know like without a test reading because I'm, some of them I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't need this to be read. Like, Come on, I know this. But then I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know this one. Um, teacher, can you come here and just like carefully read this to me, please? And then she will, and then I'll give like an extra voice to
0: mm-hmm.
1: pay attention because if I do it too much to myself, then it just explodes.
2: Well, and Sam is very good. He's a very good advocate for himself. Um, we have really, I have, my husband and I both have really pushed that since he's been very small is look, you know, we, we know you have autism. We are, we support you. We're going to give you all the resources that you need to be successful. Um, but we've just really taught him to, you've got to speak up for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're in a situation at school and you know, you know that like this is in your IEP and it's not being followed, you know, you come home tell me but then maybe in the moment you may have to speak up. So he's always been very good did, about
1: But most of the teachers at my school were, were good oh, and they were and awesome. My school, which I'll keep you nameless, so I always recommend like what school if Sam if someone asked me, said Sam, what school my child has this type of display and asked what school would you go to? I'd snap off and say that school I, the school I went graduated
0: from.
2: His school is phenomenal.
0: Did did you um obviously we're coming out of hopefully this pandemic that we've been dealing with for the last year and a half. Did you move to virtual schooling during that, or were you still in, in, in on-site schooling? We did partially. So this is the schedule basically. Um, it was,
1: we started, we started in, well, referring I started 2020 when I was in my junior year. So the pandemic hit our school basically shut down and we got, we didn't go back from March to May at our summer. We went back in August for a little while the second nine weeks, it was full virtual, and mm-hmm. I don't blame them for that. I mean, I was kind of like mad, but I expected it because at the end of the day, it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. But then we went to hybrid, and you can explain that later because that was a pain in the butt, believe mm-hmm. me. For teachers, I it didn't bother me. I just felt awful for teachers. Like, I look at teachers like the things they're doing right now, horrible. and then we go, then we went to back full on learning so the mask and social distancing. So,
0: with you know, some some of the things you've described already, I think structure or sequencing and, and things very organized and detailed, that, that had to be different. Just like when you're used to a certain pattern of how you've schooled for 17 years, and now the way you're schooling in a really critical year, your senior year, your last year of school, it's going to this other model where one day you're in school and the next day you're online. And that had to be just challenging for you, to a, to a, challenging for everybody. But I'm quite wondering, was it, do you think it was more challenging for you because of your autism? It was the first few de- few days, but I think like any autistic person, they're pretty
1: good at adapting to change. When they get older and when they're younger, then no, 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 you better make your strict schedules. They're gonna have a full on meltdown. Trust, trust me on that. I know this from experience. But when they're older, they they're pretty good at adapting to change because then they can make a little like thing for themselves.
0: Okay.
1: But I it was just, it was hard the first few days because the time I was like okay now what at the time I was like uh yeah. You know, like the, the big big uh, thing. Like, okay, now we're doing computer. Yeah. All right, let's figure out what we need to do here. Yeah. But but yeah. then I figured out eventually. But
2: some people, though, you know, like it's it's very. Yeah, that's
1: different. me from an individual, from my perspective. Yeah, that's what I
2: was going to say. That's you know, it's it, you can't really generalize. Everybody on the spectru- spectrum is going to do this You're because right. I've right. had kids in class, um, two kids, a boy and a girl. They were in high school. They had the exact same diagnosis as having Asperger's totally opposite kids and they had the same thing Mm -hmm. and so some people into adulthood they don't like their structure messed up and then some people like sam you know as he got older he was able to to adapt you know when things change
0: so when you um a couple of years ago i'm assuming it was a couple of years well i know you know based upon how long you've been doing your podcast which again for those who are listening it's called autism rocks and rolls and you can find it at autismrocksandrolls.com and you can find all the major podcasting platforms. And it's, it's really interesting. Even I'm somebody significantly older than Sam and the ones that I listen to I found really interesting. So um, go, and, go and listen to it. What gave you the idea? Like, how did you start podcasting? And you've done more podcasting than I have. So I'm, I'm sitting here going and I know that you do coaching on podcasting. I'm thinking you're better at this than I am. Um, so,
1: but (laughs) feel free to get a coaching session. I would be glad. I'd be gladly to, in honor of like, maybe we'll give him one for free because of what he invited me on the show. There
0: you go. We'll, we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. But how did, what was the impetus to start that? How did you start? And then, you know, and was it, was it scary the first time you pushed the record button and said, I'm going to record these thoughts and I'm going to throw them out on the internet for anyone else out there who wants to listen to them?
1: Okay, yeah, I can answer that for it. So, believe it or not, Autism Rocks and Rolls was not born at the time I started. I originally started, I joined my high school as me and Clement my sophomore year after it being spread around and told me. Well, it was during my sophomore year, and that's where I found podcasting. This was just like a fun thought in my head I thought I could do. and But the one thing that I took from the... Pot, my my high school's podcast, which is thundercast with the thunderbird so that's why it's called that Aha! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. but um if you watch my first few, the first one was hurt how good was it in your opinion like monotone voice wise
2: i mean it was okay
1: but it wasn't the best let's be honest
2: no he started with yeah with another podcast at high school and then decided he wanted to do his own
1: yeah mm-hmm. But it was bad. Like, the first few, <laughs> like, season two, you got to admit, they, they were good still. I'm not saying they sucked completely.
2: But you learned. But you they were-
1: weren't, like, it was just, like, I wasn't happy to be here. I was, like, oh, welcome to, blah blah. you yeah. know, it was kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. But then the more I got better, it started more, like, okay, I want to be here. And now, like, okay, I'm good at this. We got to keep this something. Because I know I couldn't do Thundercast because I, I'm a senior, yeah. i was a senior, and you have to leave high school at some point. You can't be there forever. Yep. That's just, that's just, that's a rule. That's just being realistic. <laughs> so I decided, you know, there's not, not there's nothing stopping me from a podcast. Maybe I'll start my own. Then I talked to her, and I think you can chime in from there. And You told me. Yeah, this, I Because you're part of it, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was a little hesitant at first, because I didn't, I mean, I knew what a podcast was. But now I listen to them all the time. Um, but I thought, well, I don't want him to be disappointed if it doesn't work. And, and I
1: wasn't, I was, wasn't, yeah. I said, but the first thing I was originally expecting, I was like, you know what? I get a few hits. I'm happy. I'm just grateful for doing this yeah. really. I'm not like, I don't if I don't come yeah. in like a, like a brat would no offense to anyone, but <laughs> I do. So that's just
0: between you and I.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was expecting like a few hits and just hoping just, you know what? This will be a little hobby. And all that jazz, but, but it whoa, Nelly! Let's grow. Yeah. Let me tell you, since then,
2: it exploded. It 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 changed, and it, and I think a lot of people have asked us, why do you think that it changed? Like, yeah. what is it? And I I think because Sam has a story to tell, and you yeah, know, it's, this to
1: sound awful. It's like a Mary's Got Talent. You got a story to tell on america has Got Talent. You're going to go a little far, yeah. <laughs> no matter what your talent is, I mean, if it
0: my talent is. You got time to back it up. The entire to topic of my podcast is about storytelling. I mean, that's so that <laughs> storytelling is what fascinates me. I have a long time career as a marketing person, told stories my whole career. And what really interests me is that the best storytellers have the best stories. The, the story uh-huh. that makes them, you, you, if you have an interesting backstory, you can become a good storyteller. It's really hard to be a good storyteller if you don't have a backstory. And I think that's probably what people resonate to is when you storytell. You're very authentic because your backstory is what you're telling the story about. Yeah,
2: exactly. I, that's what I had used the word authentic when he decided a topic. And I said, you can talk, you know, you can do anything you want, um, but you've got to, you know, kind of the English teacher came out to me about finding what you're passionate about. And it was easy for him. Like, well, I mean, I could talk about the emotional side of autism. And it has just grown and gone in different directions with what he does. And um,
1: and it wasn't originally going to be about that. It was originally going to be about my travels. But I thought, you know, I bet there's other traveling podcast out there. Mm-hmm. And I, mine probably won't be the most fascinating. Let's do this instead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then we thought, okay, what are my other interests? And then you, then you gave me the idea of the story of the autism. And you thought, well, what's the mission? Yeah. Well, then I thought, I want to help. Because I, I'm also like a big tourism guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like to travel around the world, but I like to help people get there. So that was my original thought. But then I thought, no, I think this route will be better. And turns out I think I made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, I don't some, know why I switched 100%. I cannot
0: but there's can't, some, can't answer that question. There's something in your <laughs> bio um, that you know just jumped out at me. I actually went and highlighted it in red. It's the very, very last line in your bio that says, Sam wants to be the voice of Duna, of those who do not have one. And I, it, that just hit me, because that is such a powerful thing to want. And I think it goes back to, you know, when my first reaction, I was afraid. And I've, I've talked on microphones forever. I've done interviews and talked to the press and the media for my entire career. So being in front of a microphone isn't unusual to me. Um, but it's still scary to push the button when it's your name on it. You know, when you push the button and say, this is something I'm doing and I'm recording and this is me. Um, But when you do it, I think, you know, my perspective in in listening to what I've listened of yours and even now is that you're doing this because you can, because you're inspiring or advocating for someone else who might be sitting there saying, I wish I could do this, but I don't have the ability or, you know, I, I have something that doesn't, that prevents me from doing it when you're showing people, no, nothing prevents you from doing it. Do what you want to do.
2: Well, and the, if you That's what I
0: want to do. Be you, do what the heck you want to do. As long as you're not harming
1: anyone, hurting anyone, why is it going to cause an issue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's kind of how we've raised him, is just gotta, you got to be you. And um, I was going to say, too... Oh, I kind of lost it. Oh, I know, A part of the mission, too, that he developed, and I love it, is, um, and it kind of goes along with being the voice for others, is... Um, you know, Sam's not broken Mm -hmm. and sometimes society and people think that he is. Um, and he's not, he's not broken at all. Yeah. He doesn't want to be fixed. There's, you know, we should not be curing autism. There's nothing to cure. Um, and then I guess with the, being the voices, there are people
1: that that
2: think, you know, I'm broken, you know, maybe they have autism, but they're nonverbal, Mm -hmm. but they're, There, there's something there's, there's a, there was a a lady emailed me not too long ago and she said, you know, I've listened to Sam's podcast. My son is, I think maybe like six and he was nonverbal. And she said, he just, he can't do anything. And you know, it was just, she was just a very stressed mom mm-hmm. is what it mm-hmm. boiled down to. Mm-hmm. But once, and every
1: mom gets stressful though. I mean, well, I'm not yeah. sympathizing. Like, well, she, I mean, I know what you're going to say next, Yeah, but I'm just wanting to emphasize that every mom gets stressful. You were stressful. I've been at yeah. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. me.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying is I, I'm, I'm not like, um, putting any negativity to it at all. But when her and I got to talking, I was saying, well, what does he love? Like, what does he like to do? And she said that there's trains that go past their house mm-hmm. and he loves the trains and he loves to play with trains, and mm-hmm. so I was like, "Now, like, tap in that, like, tap into that, because
1: you know, who no, knows? he'll be a train, he'll be a train he conductor, could be
2: a, a yeah. conductor. He could yeah. be an architect. He could work. F- I mean, who knows? I mean, he's there's something that's, you know, happening. Um, Sam had NASCAR drivers on his show,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the NASCAR drivers' parents said when. They were young. They played with Matchbox cars all the time, and their parents were like they were obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we. I just I don't call it obsessed because now they're NASCAR drivers. Right. They they were practicing. Right. That's all they were doing was getting ready. For what they wanted to do. So.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That makes that makes complete sense. So your podcast, you know, when I listen to it, I'm struck by, and again, mine's reasonably new, but I'm struck by you've got a bunch of sponsors.
1: We've yep, I'll, we'll thank them real quickly.
0: Yeah, go. It's for it. both
1: green paint solutions. Uh, the biggest surprise and my favorite one, honestly, no offense to the others. It's a <laughs> Little Blue's tattoo. It's a tattoo shop. Out of all the places you would think of, the tattoo shop wouldn't seem like it, but they he's, do.
2: He's but he's our big one.
1: Um, blue, a chocolate shop. That's um, a nice one. A salon, Salon Forty Five, CPA Tax Bells Built Automotive, and Green County General Hospital, and Fowler's Pumpkin Patch. So, but we also need to thank um, Kristen Walker from the Mental Health Mayo Never. She's helped us a lot as well. Mm-hmm.
0: We just so, want
2: to give a shout out to her.
0: Yeah, no problem. When, you, when you've when you established these sponsorships, and has this been you guys going out and, and reaching out to them? Have they reached out to you? How has is, how is that process worked for you?
1: Sure. So it's partially us, but it's also partially them. The first few that – the first like – I don't know. How much months would you say?
2: first few we reached out we reached out to
1: no the first few they reached out to us i
2: think oh yeah i guess it was that the our very first sponsor reached out to us and then we
1: and then some others reached out to us yeah. as well but the two blue boy and the blue little blues well we decided to do because i didn't think i was getting enough sponsorships i thought let's try this see if this works what the heck and at least let's get some promotion out of this so at the end so we went in, the blue, in our Bloomington, two minutes where we live—not two minutes, Not twenty minutes—where we live, mm-hmm. and we we um, told told on um, Blue Boy about our podcast. Turn sure up, boom, you and just, then he
2: basically just took business cards and yeah. he introduced himself to various businesses, and it worked really well. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. then then Little blue Blues as well, which is a funny fact. Is they were the last one of the day, mm-hmm. and then boom,
0: say the best for last though, because I love I love peanut. Let's put it that <laughs> way. So. So, these are things that you know to me autism or not remarkable entrepreneurship for someone your age I, you know when I was seventeen years old or eighteen years old, you know I was paper outs and working at a retail store, but the idea of going into something even like a tattoo parlor and walking in and saying. I do this thing and I would like for you to sponsor it. I want, you know, I sell something. I want you to buy it. It's just, it's, it's amazing to me. Where do you think that, that entrepreneurial spirit comes from? And I see that you've actually won some awards for your entrepreneurship, which is, it's pretty remarkable. I think my, a lot of my listeners are business people. And most of them are older than 18. And I think that you know sometimes we get in our own heads about all the things we can't do. And it sounds to me very much like you don't let things be a barrier. You just go and do things you think you can do.
1: No, mom, fun fact for you, I've been buried enough that it goes back to the point where you don't care anymore. And it's at that point where you're like, all right, screw it. We're going in. I'm going in full force. I'm I'm done with the wall. I'm smashing through it. And we did do everyone. We avoid government buildings and smoke shops. <laughs> there you go. Where do
2: you get your entrepreneurial from? Though, like, where do you think you get? No, any?
1: me, me, because I don't care anymore. Like, I go, oh, I oh, break yeah. that wall. Like, it's full force. I
2: gotcha. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I don't think it's from anybody. Like, at, yeah. I don't think it went down. It's not generation family stories. But when, story. But when like you that. when you started when you started the pod and started feeling successful with what you were doing with it, at some point, something inside you said. I should go out and see if people want to sponsor this and, be, and, do, and, and help me make money off this or commercialize it in some way. That is a big step for anybody to take. I mean, I, I've looked at mine and said, you know, and I've been in business career my entire life and said, I don't know that I'm really that comfortable doing that. But that's partly, I think, because I do exactly what you said I care. <laughs> I do give a shit. So I don't go out necessarily <laughs> and say I, that. And
1: I don't. A, and, that's the biggest problem I don't anymore. I'm leaning. it's has got me in trouble several times. I, I'll admit it. But at the end of the day, look what it did for me.
0: Yeah.
1: It made me do that entrepreneurial thing. It so, made me run a podcast. What else did I do? Oh, and it's making me live my life more free. It's the biggest thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can – sitting back and watching him, like some him grow. grow. Like like some cost. He, I mean, he kind of comes from a family where we are very hardworking and very – I mean, I raised him to be very, very respectful. He got in trouble. He still gets in trouble if he's not respectful. You know, but because, it's not much. because not- he lives here. He lives yeah. in my house. Yeah. So he, you know. But we, um, we, no, he no. comes. He comes from a lot of family members that kind of don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that just are like, you know what? We just. Do well, our you thing know what? And-
1: you, here's the cool part about that. You get a lot of life to, to the fullest when you don't anymore. You can live your life free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can live your life free. A, but B. The, I'm trying to avoid word. Of this you, you get to do what you want. Without getting in trouble.
2: Within reason, yeah. Yeah, without getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha.
0: What's your um now that you've graduated high school, what's your plan? Are you get, are you going to college? Are you gonna to continue to just try and be entrepreneurial? Do you have you decided? So
1: yeah. I can tell you about that. So what we're gonna do is I've done I've done a camp recently over disabilities that's kinda of helping me. It's in the morning and it's taking my summertime away. <laughs> no, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> but it's helpful though. It's definitely helpful.
1: I, I like going there. I met some cool people but i'm lost I want to go to Ivy tech first just for general studies, you know, because I'd rather do that and invent sense for either media or travel agency or entrepreneurship. Cool, maybe a little bit of both. Nope, no, not ask me if I and then we'll talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the good news is all of those things are things that you're passionate about anyway, so you know if you go to a travel agency, that ties into one of your original ideas on your podcast and so covering travel and that's something you know that you yeah. can you can see where these things can layer together, and obviously media is what you're doing every day now. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, I saw and I've seen and you you just mentioned it that you've had a couple of NASCAR drivers on it, and I saw you recently had on um, an actress. Uh, maybe it was last week's episode. Who's yeah? Been it a- was
1: Sarah Tomko. Sarah Tomko. Who from? She's from the sci-fi series Resident Alien. Yeah, and that's a good show. That's one of my big, new favorite shows. And Sneaky Pete exclusively on Amazon. I haven't watched um, Pete, but I got to meet her, and she's awesome. She is. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you, we got to meet her person, like in person. Like yeah. she was in India on Friday
2: like last
1: weekend. Yeah. yeah, we met her. The let's how can we put this? The not the right word, but the bubbliest person alive.
2: Yeah, she is beautiful inside and out. She, um, but they, her and her husband were. Uh, let's see, what was it? Well. You know, with COVID, they didn't really get, because they live out in Los Los Angeles, but uh, she said they hadn't really traveled very much, so now that it's kind of calmed down, they took like a three-week vacation, and so they came through Indianapolis, which is two hours from where we are, Mm -hmm. Um, so we drove up and got to meet her, and we talked to her for quite a while, Um, just a great, great person. That's and great. she's she's
0: sweet and then you've done i've seen you've done has it happened yet that you i saw you or you have plans to interview mick foley or at least do a do something with mick foley has that come to fruition yet or is it still yeah it's in, the
1: works, it's in the works and that's not it's not the next episode but i will spoil it because it, it is, it is it's, in Ju- it's in july yeah it's not the next episode but the one after that are you a uh, are
0: you, are you a wrestling fan Oh, oh yeah, loving well, hey, since well, I was six. So
2: you know how we talked and about And I've been
0: obsessed with it since well, or tapping into it.
2: We'll probably use that word obsessed here now. <laughs> <laughs> because he when he was six, um, you know, most little boys, girls love wrestling. I and think so girls do. Yeah, they do.
0: Not all not, not all. all
2: of them, but lots not all. of girls They,
0: they.
2: do? Uh, probably the more than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm just Dave. I didn't know a lot of people there. Sure. But anyway, he, 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 <laughs> he, lo- he I loved, help it. he loved wrestling and we were like, well, okay, he'll probably grow out of it. But, but it, so like with the NASCAR and the matchbox cars, that was his, that is his thing. Okay. So he can tell you it's there. Like it's all in there. He can tell you anything you ask. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating.
1: I know, I know a lot of wrestlers. I know the hurt block. I've done that to her a couple times. <laughs>
0: So uh it's interesting, my I have two two boys and they uh they're much older and uh they both got into wrestling about the same age that you did and they loved it for a while and you know they got to their teenage years and I kind of thought oh they're kind of through that whole thing and they're not they they do they're they go they when they can they go to WrestleMania if there was a WrestleMania well, my oldest son lives out in the bay area there was a WrestleMania a couple of years ago and out there and they went to it. And it always surprises me because I thought it would be one of those things that they grow. I, I never really got into it. I was a kid and it was around when I was a kid, but it wasn't the same as it is now, but it just okay. never got it. But it amazes me. Like when I go through and look at, there are hundreds of podcasts where uh-huh. wrestling is the topic. I I've mean, been on several of
1: to them too. You should see
0: He's that. Been
2: on, well, that's one of the wrestling podcasts. The ANC podcast is the one who got Sam, um, hooked up with Mick Foley now I can't say it because it's not set in stone
1: the rule, the rule is if it's set in stone you spoil but if it's not you have to shush. Yeah, yeah but I will yeah. say
2: that here in August, like that. in August potentially I won't say the name but um, we are in talks with another very very well known wrestler wow. that might be on Sam's show so that's we'll great really come about.
0: that's great I mean I think anytime you can combine the things that you are passionate about that's a good thing. You know, that's a, that's a positive thing. Um, so you mentioned, or I asked you and you, you answered about, you know, things you potentially want to do after you get out of college. Um, what's your goal? What's the long term? What, what do you think of for the long term? I know that that's a, you know, if you asked me when I was 18 what my long term was, and if I look back now, I would say that I had no idea I would end up doing what I ended up doing. But is there anything that you've put in place that you think of, you know, where do you want to be? down the road anywhere pretty
1: I'm pretty laid back as long as I'm making money I real and I'm, I'm living the life that I choose and it's not a trailer park trash life I guess then I'm and <laughs> I'm living good didn't know house were
2: well i mean he's he's always wanted to be successful you know we've we've always told him and helped him understand that however you however you can get there whatever we need to do to get you to even if it's Success can mean a million different things. Oh, of course, things.
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: you can go, you know, like in schools, they they tell kids go to college, go to college, go to college, and that really irritates no. me. No,
1: let's talk, let's think about the workforce for a minute here, or the
2: workforce, yeah. or or pick a trade. I mean, and like trades aren't yeah. pushed as much in schools, and and so that's what we have always said to him is just you got to be successful, you got to you got to be able to support yourself. And yeah, you know I got a
1: phrase he who's he he's not going to college. He's Shane. He's going to be I think he wants to be an
0: electrician.
2: Well, he'll go to a trade school. Yeah, yeah. but
0: you see he, yeah, he's not going to college. He's not a four-year he's school. He's going to trade school. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting. I had a conversation earlier today with an old friend of mine and the business that I was in was technology marketing and so we were talking about companies all talk about doing digital transformations. So they're mm-hmm. moving to being totally digital. Mm-hmm. And people fail at it all the time. And her comment was, it's her business too. And her comment was, you don't really ever fail at it. She goes, you know, like, even if you do 10%, if the project is designed to be hundred percent, you only do 10% of it. You're still theoretically 10% better than you were before. And it's sort Absolutely. of that idea about, about, about success. You know, what does success mean? You know, like, you know, not everybody's going to be Warren Buffett. Okay. So it's fine. And, and maybe, you know, God bless. Maybe you are Warren Buffett down the road but you might not be. And something less than that doesn't mean you're a failure. And it's just, I think that was a really interesting perspectives.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have students over the years and, you know, we'll talk about their jobs of their parents and they'll say, Oh, you know, my dad, he just work. he, he's, he just works at a factory mm-hmm. and I, and i'm like but he doesn't just work at a factory he is going to work and he's making money and he's supporting his family and your mom probably is too oh she just works at the hospital yeah. or, and i'm like no with i mean that's success
1: yeah but to absolutely. me yeah, let's look at my father for a minute look what he's doing
2: he works hard doesn't he, yeah, he
1: goes to the plant power plant and he does a okay in there
2: yeah he works um my husband is a electrician at a, a, a GM plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also is a hay farmer. He, we, we cut hay and sell it. So he, yeah, he,
0: Oh, that's a blast. Sam's <laughs> always
2: been around hard workers. I yeah. think, you know?
0: yeah. It's a very Midwestern thing. Right? So um, before we, uh, before we start to wrap up and i I'm doing this in all my pods, I've got three questions for you. I'm going to go in sequence. Just off the top. So and we touched on it a little bit, but I'd like to get more specific. Is there a recent show or movie that you've seen or that you love or something that you've binge watched and do you recommend it? Well, that uh, the first thing I said, obviously. <laughs> but um a show that I'd recommend binge
1: watching. Oh, this there are two I could name. And Jokers. Okay. If you're a big fan of the Jokers and you want to watch people do Say some of the dumbest stuff I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> but there's another one. If you, it's not on now. But if you go on Amazon, still, it's called True TV Presents World's Dumbest. Okay. That's another one. It's another fun of people doing dumb stuff. And anytime you need to watch, you think you're so dumb, watch these people.
2: You did bid to watch that, didn't
1: you? Oh, I watch it. I still watch it. Yeah. I was I'm playing seen,
0: before it came on here. I am sensing a little bit of a pattern with you though, Sam, between those two and jackass. I'm just
1: <laughs> oh, saying. I see any, a bit of a pattern.
0: Dumb comedy, I love. There yeah. you go. Anything that's dumb comedy, because mm-hmm. they know of, my humor.
2: That's
0: your sense of humor. So the bathroom. I'm awful with that. What All about night. what about um you know, we didn't touch on this at all. What about reading or, or a favorite podcast other than yours, since we've already hyped it, that you've been listening to um, or that you listen to on the regular and, and do, that you would recommend to people?
1: I like to listen to a lot of music. Podcasts, not as much. This is a funny thing because I guess it's not my thing that I produce. Mm-hmm. It's kinda hard to. But, but music, you,
2: you do yeah. sometimes. Yeah, but not a lot.
0: Music, though, is my big well,
2: thing. That,
1: That's
0: what I like to listen that to. Was, that was my third question. So we'll just pivot there immediately. What well, is Do you want
1: to talk about oh. – did you want to talk about like there's one – we were mentioning earlier about that under the weather? Did you have any questions about Oh yes? Yeah.
0: yeah, so let's do this and then we'll circle back to that. Thank you for okay. keeping I just, I just noticed that. Yeah, thank you for keeping me on my on my track, which I got off of obviously. So on the music front, is there a I mean obviously autism, rocks and rolls, a lot of the basis there was around music, but what music, what's your current songs or artists that you have on repeat? Who do you really uh, love?
1: Any any Old school Elvis, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, A C D C. Current ones would probably be Nickelback. Definitely that's a big one of mine.
0: So that's interesting because generationally, like did did you get that from your from your folks that you're you love that those the those bands from, you know, more of my generation than your generation?
1: It's from my father. Yeah. It's from my
0: father. Yeah. Cool. Um so let's end with, let's go back, let's circle back because you're better at being organized and i am it's why you coach people on podcasts and i don't um, what so you know and i listened to it but I, i'd love for you to explain that you talked about on your pod about feeling like you were getting sick and you made a cavalier i cannot a cavalier but you made it you threw out the statement of you think it's harder for people to recover from being sick when they have a disability and i would just love for you to explore that and and help the people who are listening who don't have a disability or may have one but don't really view it through that prism, understand where you're coming from with that.
1: Yeah. So it's not only for autism, it's for any disability, physical and mental. Mm-hmm. Let me just be honest with, you, with that. But the reason why it's harder for me is because of the annoyance. For example, if I have like a fever, fine, you know, I'm just sweating. I can handle that. But if someone does this and I can't, even ask you about, you know what to do because of the pandemic, that's the one thing I hate or a runny nose because it's so basic. It's not because of the not because of it like clogging up there. It's of the annoyance because you're doing twenty four seven.
2: Well, and on the flip side of that too, what I have seen because if he's kind of always been like that. Um, people that are on the spectrum do have major sensory issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like they rip tags out of their shirts. Um, if you listen to more of his podcast, he interviewed. It's one
1: twenty three sensitive feelings.
2: That one too, but I was gonna say Dr. Temple he had Dr. Temple Grandin yeah, on. Yeah, I saw that. And um she talked a lot about that. She her she's very specific about her clothes. Um and just because she like she wears the clothes she does because it, it doesn't bother her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so I a lot of times I think with his runny nose and with people sniffing and things like that. Well it's
1: not because of the burn in the midst of a pandemic right now.
2: Right. But the runny nose, I think it's it's definitely sensory. If you talk to doctors and people that have studied autism, they'll tell you that, um, you know, like if a, a firework to us is, is loud mm-hmm. and you might have to go, oh, that's really loud. But to someone who has autism neurologically, it's like times a thousand. And it really does sound like that, you know, in their mind. So when his nose is running, I always think of that, like it's yeah. probably that makes make sense. Thousands.
0: And then I think, oh, it does. and to yeah. the point you're making, Sam, about the pandemic. You know, I I don't suffer, I don't think, from any kind of social anxiety. I'm a pretty social person, but over the last year and a half of not being around people a lot because of the pandemic, now I'll go out in public and I'll go to the grocery store and I don't want people near me. And I kind of and I think that the, those senses get heightened, and there, it's probably even more so. When you already are pre, you know, predisposed to that level of anxiety, on top of it. So when I hear a sniffle, I'm like, "Oof, that person might be sick. Stay away." I can imagine that just has to be ten or a hundred times oh, that. For it you. is worse now. I'm not like people like people can be like for me. That was the one thing I hated about this. It wasn't the mask;
1: it was the stupid social distancing because I, I, that. I hate being six feet from people. It was worse with family. Mm-hmm. With friends, I was yeah. fine with because I don't want to get them sick. But family, you know, you're supposed to be. With them 100 percent and just act like yourself around them. You can't really act like yourself if yeah. you're six feet from them. Yeah, he
2: couldn't. Yeah. When we couldn't see my parents, my parents live around the corner, and my husband's parents live about a couple miles the other way. And you know, when it was at, when it was at its um, height of the pandemic, like we couldn't be yeah. around them. Yeah, and that was awful because we're all really close and spam. I he, was like, you nope. couldn't even like go down there. It's not six he feet. It's even, either.
1: I, I get I get to myself or we're not doing it. Yeah. And it was the we're not doing it, believe me, I we I was hoping she'd budge, but it wasn't gonna budge, trust me. No,
2: they're old, so we have to yeah. I was like, yeah. okay.
0: And you know what you know what the deal is. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So um I don't have anything more. I think we're really close to being on time anyways. Is there anything else you want to end on? Anything here you want to get across before we before we, we call it an episode?
1: Yeah, so my final advice for everyone is I always say, and it sounds Dumb, but I think it's realistic. Be nice and don't be stupid.
0: <laughs> That's a
1: great I,
2: place to end. I think, I think that could solve most of the world. Problem. Well, kidding. Like seriously,
1: don't <laughs> be stupid. If you're kidding,
0: like I do with
1: stupidness, then I don't see a problem. I, I
0: think "Be Nice and Don't Be Stupid" is another good podcast name. So I think we'll have to explore <laughs> that down the road. So yeah. thank you both for being on with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank yeah. you
2: so much. Thanks.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of. The Narrative. Your feedback is always welcomed, as are your shares and, of course, your reviews. Please subscribe and review The Narrative on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.